The John of All Trades Podcast is a part of the Denver Podcast Network. In the shadow of the mountains, we speak. You have all made it to the dance. You have all made it, made it, made Coming to you from the X-Access, it's John of All Trades with your host, John X. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the John of All Trades podcast, episode 151. I'm your host, John X. Thank you for joining us. Glad to have you back once again. We are back on the regular show bandwagon. Not just any show, but today, I highlight a company that we've all probably used a ton, but haven't considered with much depth. That's right. Today, I'm talking to Megan Raniger. And she is the community manager for Yelp Denver. Who hasn't used Yelp? I mean, seriously, who hasn't used Yelp? It's super useful when I travel to a new city. It's helpful, especially when you have kids and you're looking for things to do. I found a great place for us to hang out when we were in Chicago. It was called like Chicago Treehouse or something. Uh, and then I was just out in San Diego, which is why there was no episode last week, and used Yelp all the time. Like, hey, where are we going to go eat? What are we going to do? Uh, what are the amenities that are at this beach? So we found like Moonlight Beach, which had a playground and stuff. It was just super, super helpful in terms of what we do. Now, Yelp is one of those things that we all use, but don't really think about, right? No one works there. It's just something that exists. But no, it's got like 5,000 employees, which should be obvious. And I say in the episode, I don't know if I find that number surprising or unsurprising. I still don't know. But there's a ton of people who work there. Megan is one of them. She is the only community manager here in Colorado. So she's got a fairly big responsibility. And we talk about some of the ins and outs of her job. You know, she has a background in marketing. And marketing is one of those things, especially as a young person, you hear and you go, oh, that sounds fun, but I don't thoroughly know what that involves. I don't know what all a marketing professional actually does. Well, Megan gives you some insight into what a marketing professional actually does. She worked for Whole Foods. She worked for the Museum of Nature and Science. And now she has landed at Yelp. So this is a fascinating conversation in a number of ways. And she's just a delightful person and a talented professional. So uh, look forward to bringing that to you. But first, I'd like to give a shout to one of my fellow Denver Podcast Network podcasts. And it's Paul Caroli. Changing Denver has launched its newest season. That is up and available. He's putting out new episodes, and they're fantastic. So, I mean, I can't say enough nice things about Changing Denver. It's just a terrific show. Paul is one of my brothers-in-arms here in the Denver podcasting scene, and I'll let him tell you about his show. So here it is right now. Hi, my name is Paul Caroli, and I host a podcast called Changing Denver. It's a monthly show about our city's physical spaces, how we make them, and how they make us. But it's so much more than that. It's the conversations, ideas, and stories that define Denver's perpetual state of flux. Find more from our team at changingdenver.com and join the conversation on Twitter at Changing Denver. Denver's changing. We can help. Check out the new season of Changing Denver. That's changingdenver.com a proud member of the Denver Podcast Network. Additionally, I'd like to give a shout to our sponsor, 4Degrees, the number 4, D-E-G-R-E dot E-S. Zach is my boy over there. He has been with me from the beginning. We worked together at the PR firm and quit on the same day, which was pretty rough for them because losing two account managers on the same day, I'm sure, is not fun. But, uh, you know, that's sometimes the way it goes. And But he started 4Degrees, and he has built it into something really special. 
if you need something on the web, if you're building a website, if you're trying to reach people online, whether it's through social media or through email blasts or whatever, Zach and his team at Four Degrees will put together a program that gets your message in front of the people who need to see it most and for a very attractive price. They do exceptional work. They've built my Deft Communications website. They've built my John of All Trades website. They provide tech support for me uh, as part of our sponsorship deal. And I'm just so proud to work with such great and talented professionals. So check out Four Degrees on the web, the number four, D-E-G-R-E dot E-S. Proud sponsor of the John of All Trades podcast. Now, let's get to episode 151 with Megan Raniger. She is the community manager for Yelp Denver, and she gives you a peek behind the curtain in one of, I would call it one of the most ubiquitous companies out there. Something we all use, but don't consider. So you're about to learn more about them right now. Um, so Colorado's pretty unique. I'm the only person in Colorado. So Denver's where the big chunk of things happen. It's the hub. Exactly. Um, we have an ambassador in Boulder, okay. but otherwise I'm in charge of Denver, Boulder, Colorado Springs, Fort Collins, and all of those kind of little metros in between. So like up and down the front range? Absolutely, So yeah. like you don't go out to like Grand Junction or Durango or... Anything no, like although I would do an event in Salida or something. I oh, love yeah. that. <laughs> that'd be fun. Yeah, that'd be fun. Uh, Eddie Line Brewing is in Buena Vista, which <gasps> okay. uh, is, is a great place. And my friend Jesse, who was on this show, does the art that's on the walls, and he does oh, art for their cans. Okay. I'm actually going to be down there on Sunday. Nice. I'll check it out. Okay, stop by Eddie Line. They, Eddie uh, Line. they, they have great pizza. Okay. And uh, I love that I'm giving recommendations yes, to the Yelp the Yelp. <laughs> <laughs> It's a it's a very sort of meta thing. It's a almost an inversion of roles here, right? No, it's perfect. Like living in Denver, you kind of have to take recommendations all the time. Like I'm not a native by oh, okay. any means. I've I've moved here about two years ago. So getting good recommendations, plus there's so much opening as you know. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, I am a native, and so I've watched this town evolve from a town that I thought wasn't cool when I was a kid mm-hmm. to like a very hip happening, like everyone's moving here kind of city. Absolutely. And it's been weird to watch. I'm sure. I'm sure. It's kind of like the hottest, one of the hottest markets to live in right now, and so many people are moving here for all sorts of jobs, which is awesome. Yeah, all sorts of different reasons. So this is Megan Raniger, and you are the community manager for Yelp? Mm-hmm. Yep. And is that your official title? Did yep. I miss anything? No, Yelp Community Manager. Yelp Community Manager. And it's funny, uh, I I didn't know to look for you, so your team actually reached out to me. So mm-hmm. this is a real thrill because Yelp is one of those things that to me is kind of unusual because it feels like something that exists and just like exists independent of employees. Mm-hmm. It, it's It's one of those things where you're like, oh my gosh, people actually work at Yelp. Uh, and so getting to kind of peek behind the curtain of how it works is a really neat opportunity. So I really appreciate you being on the show. Yeah. Thank you so much for having us. I'm so excited to be here. Absolutely. So you mentioned you're not a native to Denver. Where are you from? I'm from the Midwest originally from Indiana. Okay. And then I uh, went to school in Iowa, made a beeline for Los Angeles, <laughs> lived there for a few years, and then have found myself here for the last two. Okay. Where did you go to school in Iowa? University of Iowa. Okay, so did my mom. My mom. Oh yeah. Yeah, she graduated from there. Oh, go hot. <laughs> That's right. Um, Amazing. Although she transferred from Augustana College. Okay. The one in Rock Island, Illinois, not oh, the one yeah. in South Dakota. Okay. Which is weird because they're like two hours apart, and they're uh-huh. both named Augustana College. Interesting. Yeah, I know a lot of people who 
started at a smaller school in the Midwest and then made their way to the state school. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's such a good place. Yeah. You dug it. What'd you yeah. study? <laughs> I studied health science and, okay. um, about midway through was like, no, 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 no. So <laughs> I ended up, um, minoring in business administration and they actually have a really cool program, um, for entrepreneurial management. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of where I like dove in and got really passionate about, you know, the education side of school. Mm-hmm. I also ran cross country and track. So I was kind of, you know, divided between like the athletics and academics right. side of things. How was it being a student athlete? Because I, that's been in the news recently. Mm-hmm. And was it, did, did you feel like you were able to fulfill both sides, like being an athlete and tending to the amount of practices and the amount of things that you had to do while being an actual student? Absolutely. I think you can definitely do both. I think you probably sacrifice some of the social side of things. Okay. So you, from my experience, you don't have that typical going out crazy party college uh, life, but that probably makes your academics a little bit better, if anything. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Yeah. So you definitely buckle down a little more, but I, yeah, it was a good experience. Good. So you made a beeline for Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. Why Los Angeles? Um, That was actually the only place I was offered or the first place, I guess I was offered a job. Uh Um, I really wanted to go to Minneapolis for some reason, but, (laughs) um, LA kind of worked out. I'd never been there and I just moved and it was awesome. Just kind of on a wing and a prayer. Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, I mean, I I had a job going. Oh, good. Okay. What were you doing? Um, I was a marketing team leader for Whole Whole Foods market. Wow. Okay. So it was kind of a similar role to what I'm doing now, actually. Wow. That's, that's a pretty good gig right out of college. I was super lucky. I, w- I f- was just on cloud nine, honestly, like <laughs> as a 22 year old being like, oh, I'm moving from Iowa to Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> right. And you're working for Whole Foods. Like, yeah, it was awesome. A company with some cultural cachet. Like mm-hmm. people are like, oh, Whole Foods. That sounds like a really cool company. Yeah, it was really cool. That's great. Yeah. And so what facilitated you finding your way to Denver then? So Whole Foods restructured in, uh, I want to say 2015. Get out of here, corporation restructuring. Uh, right. <laughs> Although I was pretty young and I was like, what is going on? But it was good. It was good timing. Um, Los Angeles wasn't really like a forever home for me. Right. Um, and my partner was living here and one of us kind of needed to move. So I just moved on a whim without a job out to Denver. Wow. Okay. And what hood did you find yourself in when you came to Denver? Wash Park. Which nice. Was great. Yeah. Wow. You were, uh, you know how to find the soft landing spots. Well, that was not really my decision. I kind of, you know, moved into a situation, but it was, gotcha. yeah, um, Wash Park's great. Yeah. I don't, I don't have any neighborhoods in Denver though that I'm like, I don't want to live there. Like mm-hmm. I really like most neighborhoods and I like how they all have their own distinct like vibe. Right. I think, uh, what you'll find from people who've lived here a long time is people tend to be fairly tribal about mm. their neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. Like I, I live in Park Hill. Okay. And so people are like, you know, like I have a lot of pride about living in Park Hill. Yeah. I have some friends who live in the Highlands. Yeah. And they love the Highlands. Totally. And they never shut up about it. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, there's Wash Park and West Wash Park and there's Low High, which to me is a ridiculous mm-hmm. name. <laughs> um, <laughs> to me for living here forever, uh, it's, it'll be the North Side. Right. Right. Um, Cause you're, you're native. That's right. Yeah. I don't know it any other way. <laughs> I just know Low High. Um, yeah, now I'm in Congress Park, so I'm in Park Hill pretty often. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. I like that side of town. It's nice and quiet, yeah. <laughs> which is cool. It's really good. And I have kids, so that's really helpful. Yeah. Too. You're by the Museum of Nature and Science and the yeah. zoo. Yeah. Yeah. We're members to both. Okay. Which I think our kids are going to be spoiled because it's almost like 
we treat those as like another park. Oh, know? yeah. We're at the zoo once a week, the museum once a week, so we pay for it like before January's over. Uh-huh. And uh it's fantastic. Oh yeah, they're world class. Actually, that was my first job in Denver was at the Museum of Nature and Science really? doing digital marketing. Yeah. So okay. it was a really cool experience too. And so coming out of school with your business degree and then getting a job as a marketing team lead for Whole Foods. Mm-hmm. And then you said you were doing digital marketing mm-hmm. for uh, the Museum of Nature and Science. What are sort of the nuts and bolts of that job? Like what for anyone who is listening and going, oh, like marketing, because people hear marketing and they go, that sounds really cool. That sounds really fun. What goes into actually what you do? Right. That's a good question. I mean, I think in this day and age, you have to be pretty nimble and um, good at a lot of different things versus like super specific when just when it comes to marketing because things change so quickly especially when it comes to digital like I was only at um, the Museum of Nature and Science for about six months and in that time like even just things between like Snapchat and Instagram really yeah just changed rapidly and the way we were doing things and budgeting things changed really quickly so yeah, I think you just need to be nimble. You need to be on the lookout for trends and you no, don't get married to any specific <laughs> like uh, trend or social media situation that's going on because it could change in you know the matter of a month or two. Yeah, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. So you eventually found your way to Yelp. Mm-hmm. And how has it been working for Yelp so far? It's awesome. I've I had my eye on this job for a few years and it kind of wow. worked out. Yeah, so when I was in L.A., Whole Foods and Yelp would partner on events and things like that. And I was kind of introduced to the role similar to how you were like, wow, there's people who work for Yelp. (laughs) Like it's not just an app or a website. Right. Um, And I was like, this is really neat. Like they're connecting their community with businesses and things of that nature. And so I wanted that job, you know, as soon as I realized it was a job. And then um, after I moved to Denver and had been here for, you know, eight or nine months, uh, the role opened up here and I kind of jumped and it worked out. Was it competitive? Um, or do you know? I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, I think it's a really cool dynamic position. And so I think a lot of people should like this job and like, right. it's a lot of work, but it's also, there's a lot of benefits. Like we work from home and we get to travel all over the, you know, the state really and yeah. work with cool business owners. So I'm not sure though. That's a good question. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about what goes into your role as a community manager for Yelp. Uh, what, what's a day to day like? What are some of your responsibilities? Mm-hmm. What are some of the things that you do? Mm-hmm. So first and foremost, my job is to grow the Yelp community in Colorado. So I do that in a number of ways. And like I said, it's, it changes every single day. Um, I try to make it so if I'm doing meetings there, it's a day where I'm doing meetings the whole day where as if I'm at home working from home, I can kind of lock in and focus. Um, but I work with business owners quite a bit. So none of the sales related stuff, but anything that's free on the app. So claiming their page, teaching them how to respond to reviews and kind of take ownership and maximize that page. Um, and that's one of my favorite parts. Like we have so many, cool business owners in Denver, as you know. I'm sure you've interviewed a lot of them. <laughs> Many of them, yes. So is this business owners of all stripes? I mean, when people mm-hmm. think of Yelp, I think probably the first thing that comes to mind is like restaurant recommendations. Mm-hmm. But are, I mean, are you doing like roofers and painters and like, does, is it every stripe of business in that way? Yeah. So I think a lot of people would be surprised to know that shopping is our number one review category and really? then restaurants. Yeah. So you can really find 
anything on Yelp. Um, you can get your dog groomer, you can get your barber, anything like that. So yeah, definitely a lot of restaurants, but I also work with business owners of all kinds. I've spoken at like a floral conference where just people who own flower shops and things like that. So yeah. And that's kind of the beauty of the job is getting to learn like what people of different industries are concerned about and you know, what they're looking for and how we can help. Man, we're birds of a feather in that way because that's what this podcast is. Mm -hmm. Um, I, the first question anyone asks is what do you do Mm -hmm. and getting into the nitty gritty of that and figuring out, you know, where are your pain points? Where are your headaches? What are things that go on in your world, in your life Mm -hmm. that other people don't know or don't understand? Mm -hmm. And the fact that you get to interact with that every day, I mean, like what a privilege, what a cool thing to do. It's great. I feel so lucky and, I do think it's really cool. I'm obviously like not the only help employee. Like we have a business team and like I said, how things are changing so quickly, business owners needs are also changing quickly. And Mm. so the fact that we have real people interacting with them, whether it's in real life or via the website or, um, you know, online, it's just a way to keep like our thumb on the pulse of what people need. Right. So how many business owners do you interact with per day, per week, per month? However you want to answer that. That super varies. Um, we host a lot of events. So if I'm doing say a big event, um, we did one out at Stanley marketplace in May. I love Stanley marketplace. It's out by my hood. It's the best. I love the food hall trend. And I just, I think they've really like hit the nail on the head. I, the, the way they curated it and everything like that. You know, what's weird is it's like a shopping mall. Yeah. But it doesn't look like, I mean, I grew up with malls of the Mm eighties, you know, like Villa Italia mall at one point was the largest mall in America and it's Mm -hmm. out in Lakewood or it was out in Lakewood. It's no more, Mm -hmm. but, uh, you know, you had a picture of what a mall looks like and you go to Stanley marketplace and walking around, I'm like, this feels kind of like a mall, but they, you know, it's not called a mall anymore because malls probably aren't cool. Yeah. I actually, um, asked, they have a guy over there named Bryant. He's their chief storyteller, which I love that. <laughs> what whole, a co- yeah. What that a great title. title. Yeah. And he said, we actually try to think of ourselves as the anti mall. So like nice. we are local businesses and, um, people from Denver and Aurora and Stapleton, you know, coming together in this cool space. So so yeah, we hosted an event out in the hangar, the old airplane hangar. And yeah. in that case, like we have, we're working with like 50, 60, 70 different businesses, you know, on one particular week to do, have them, you know, meet our community in real life, things like that. Otherwise, I don't know. I'd say maybe like five to six business owners a week, just okay. planning events, answering questions, um, sending out, you know, our top tips, things like that. One thing that's interesting to me, and this actually comes out of the origin story of this podcast, was when I was working my corporate gig, I had something, like in addition to my sort of day-to-day, nine-to-five, I had something every night for like two weeks. And it was exhausting. Mm -hmm. And someone stopped me in the elevator. I was wearing a suit. And on days where I wore suits, they knew I was meeting with the media or elected officials or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so they go, what are you up to today? And why why are you in the suit? And I go... I got to go to the damn governor's mansion again. (laughs) And they go, Oh, that sounds brutal. You have Uh to go to the governor's mansion. And so the reason I bring that up is because a lot of times when you describe your job to people, when your job involves social engagements and planning events and going to cool things where there's great vendors like Stanley marketplace, Mm -hmm. people go, that sounds like a lot of fun. That sounds really glamorous. Do you ever get burned out on you know, that sort of social aspect where you're required to be on, or is that where you thrive? 
So I'd say, so this community management role has been around for quite a while. We were kind of like one of the first to start that. And I think they've gotten really good at um, promoting work-life balance and okay. encouraging us to like go to the mountains like I'm going to do this weekend. And because you do have to be on quite a bit, but I'd say like for every one of those huge events where you're dressed up and really on, there's like maybe five where you're in your yoga pants, like <laughs> planning at your computer all day and doing like the nitty gritty details. So I think it's a good balance of on and I wouldn't say off, but right. Yeah. Just kind of not having to be outward facing, if you will. Right. I think that's a good way of putting it where you can kind of put your head down and like grind through some work. Yeah. There's, there's some merit and some value and almost like something restorative about being able to do that. Totally. Totally. Uh, And I would say like, I'm an extroverted introvert, so I don't necessarily like get I'm not fed by like going and talking with people all the right. time where a lot of like PR and marketing people are. Um, but I can certainly do it and I, and I enjoy it. I just have to have to balance it out with, you know, time by myself and yeah. quiet. And I think the way, you know, if you're an extrovert or an introvert is do you draw energy when you're with other people Yeah. or does that deplete your energy? Mm-hmm. Do you draw energy when you're by yourself or does that deplete your energy? Right. Uh, for me, when I'm out and about and I have to be on that depletes my energy. Yeah. So I need time by myself to, uh, to recharge and right. to get myself together. And so this podcast is a perfect balance because I get to go meet people and it's awesome. And we mm-hmm. talk and then I go back and sit by myself and edit it. Right. Yeah. No, that's like the perfect little balance that I'm, I'm a pretty much the exact same when it comes to, you know, the outward and inward stuff and what energizes me. Yeah. Do you have, I've talked to people about this, but like when you talk to actors, they have sort of almost like a switch that they turn on before they go on stage. Mm-hmm. When you were doing an event, because mm-hmm. I did a, I started a charitable giving thing called Mile High 100. Oh, cool. That's really fun. Yeah. And we can talk about that off mm-hmm. mic, but I knew when I was introducing the charities, like I turned the switch on and it's almost like presentation, John. Yeah. Do you have like a switch where you're like on Megan? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think that's pretty common, um, especially for people like us who like aren't necessarily the most extroverted, but do events and things. And I've been doing events now for quite a while, like five or six years. So yeah. I think it just comes naturally. I don't have to like sit down and like say a mantra or anything. Right. I just kind of, yeah get in the mood if it's like an event um like we do events with the local yelp community almost once a week and if it's say at a restaurant or a yoga studio i'll try to show up probably a little earlier than i need to just to make sure everything's okay like sit down yeah yeah prepare a little bit um but and i and i really enjoy the events like i love working with the business owners i love the fact that we can bring people from the yelp community in and have these business owners tell their story to a super engaged audience like like in the world of social media it's so cool that we can do that yeah it's kind of weird and you keep alluding to the yelp community Mm -hmm. and do people who are really active on yelp because sometimes you'll read reviews and people like will review everything right which to me is crazy like Mm -hmm. i got on yelp once to review this guy who uh who poured concrete in my backyard Mm -hmm. just because he was so good right and like no one knew him and like he barely had a website and i go people have to know who this guy is because he was so inexpensive and he had such expertise that that, like i created a yelp profile just so i could like sing his praises so cool yeah which was was really cool yeah it's weird to me that people will review like every single thing that they come across Uh 
have you met those folks and what are they like? Yeah. So we actually have what's called the Yelp elite squad. We have it, um, nationally. So, um, but we have one specific to Denver that actually includes, um, Boulder and Fort Collins and Colorado Springs and all of those folks. Um, but they're our most active and engaged contributors, like as you were alluding to. So they are the people like looking for the coolest new restaurant (laughs) or, um, you know, reviewing the person who poured concrete in their backyard or who the person who, yeah, you know, their accountant, things like that, right. which I find those things so helpful because there are fewer reviews and like less information out there. Like I know like the coffee shop around the corner, pretty much what I'm going to expect basically, mm-hmm. but I don't know like things like the concrete pour, well, right. how's it going to be? Like, is it going to show up on time? Is he going right. to mess up my whole backyard? So yeah, I think those are so helpful. And especially when there's very few reviews or no reviews, when you add the business yourself. Yeah. It's awesome. Do you ever come across professional trolls? People who just live professional to... trolls. <laughs> I love that term. Yeah. People who just seem to like live to just like belittle and talk crap about businesses. I'm assuming people like that probably don't come to, you know, your community events and your meetups and stuff. Right. I think you'll find that everywhere now because you can, you can be online and writing things on Facebook and Google and everything like that. So yeah, I think you'll find that everywhere at the meetups. No, I do, I've never had that problem in the year I've been at Yelp. I think people sometimes have a negative view. They think people just use Yelp to write like one star reviews, but we actually average um, over 70%, three, four and five star reviews. Okay. So we are pretty positive. And um, when it comes to this Yelp elite squad, I'd say they probably are even a little higher on that. They're generally positive, And when they're negative or giving feedback, they're fair. Okay. So I get you. Yeah. So with the elite squad, that's a distinction that you earn. Are those folks paid? Nope. So they're not paid and we can't, we don't really ask them to do any work or contribute any specific amount of reviews or anything like that. Um, they're really just in place to kind of sing the praises of their community and talk about places they love. Um, the events are usually for them. Um, they have a private calendar that they have access to and can, you know, RSVP and attend. And then we also have them just for anyone with a Yelp profile and then they can usually bring a guest too. So there's lots of opportunities to get people there. Okay. So it's like a distinction that you earn, Mm -hmm. um, just by being super engaged and it's like, Hey, you know what? Uh, you're, you're already doing this. Here's just recognition for your work essentially. Yeah, exactly. So they have a badge on their profile, but it's basically just for writing great reviews, contributing great photos, leaving tips and check-ins and being like a super helpful user. Yeah. It's uh Yelp to me strikes me as sort of an, I don't mean to turn this into an ad for it. That's not my intent here. <laughs> yeah. But it's almost like the leading edge of crowdsourcing stuff. And Yelp to me was one of the first things that I heard about where you weren't relying on critics or traditional media. It was just average users saying, hey, here was my experience. In your experience, is that an accurate depiction of Yelp's role in the world and its place in sort of the evolution of crowdsourcing? Yeah, like essentially at the end of the day, we're a resource for people to get information on businesses. And I do feel like it's kind of stood the test of time in terms of the, you know, the world of crowdsourcing and um, sharing reviews and things like that. We were started in 2004 and it's still going really strong. Um, we found ways to kind of diversify ourselves with delivery and request a quote and all these different features that 
you know, we didn't have in 2004. We weren't even an app in 2004. We were just a website. Yeah. Were smartphones even around in 2004? I don't think so. I don't even... I was like probably in middle school. I don't know. I don't don't think I had And now you're dating me because (laughs) (laughs) I... uh, I finished my undergraduate degree in 2004. So yeah, I was in college and I remember the year after, I think I'm like the same age as Mark Zuckerberg. Okay. And obviously only one of us could invent Facebook. Right. uh, (laughs) So Facebook came about and came to my college in like 2005 or 2006. Okay. Yeah. And so I feel like smartphones were coming just shortly thereafter because everyone still had iPods at that point. Mm-hmm. And now the iPod isn't even a thing. No, yeah. It's kind of strange. I kind of wish it was. Yeah, I kind of do too. I kind of <laughs> want to go back to a flip phone sometimes. I think that's becoming trendy. Yeah. The hipsters are all doing it. Yeah, which, I, you know, I don't want to do it because a bunch of hipsters are doing it. Like, I'm not going to carry around a typewriter and get on a penny farthing right, or right. anything. But Just simplify uh, your life a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Just, so I'm not looking at it and going, why am I doing this? Yeah. But I will say when I'm traveling, Yelp is really helpful. It's one of those things. It's an idea. And I was talking about this with an interview I was doing earlier this week. It's one of those ideas that it's like, why hasn't this been around forever? Mm-hmm. And what the probably the best way that I use it is if I'm trying to figure out where I want to eat. Yeah. I type in craft beer. Oh, okay. Um, which seems almost like tangentially related, but I find if a place has a good, like a well-curated craft beer list, mm-hmm. their food's generally going to be pretty good. That's a really good little trick. I'm so, going to use that myself. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's not bad. Right. And typically if you find craft beer, if, if a place is tag, and I'm assuming a place tags themselves as craft beer or. Yeah. They uh, counter the community. Or users will like yeah. say that enough to where mm-hmm. it comes up. I found the best place in Elko, Nevada. which is like a tiny little community about five hours between Salt Lake City and then... So it's five hours from Salt Lake City to Elko. Okay. And then it's five more hours from Elko to Reno. So you're just like needing something. So so I actually had business out there, but it's like, uh, it's along I-80 and you get there and there's this huge Basque community there. Okay. And I don't know if you've had Basque food. No, I don't even know what that is. Exactly. (laughs) So uh, it's it's a small like uh, offshoot of... Spanish community. Okay. And so the food is like seafood based and stuff. So you're in the middle of Nevada and you can get this really great Basque food, but eventually you kind of burn out on it. Right. And so I'm like, okay, where am I going to go? And I typed in craft beer and I found this little like pizza joint and she had the most unbelievably well curated like bottle list. Mm -hmm. And I go, I would not have known to come here. Yes. And so it was like a gem. And then I brought everyone I knew there when, when we were in town. Yeah, I think everyone who's a Yelp user kind of has that story of like when you found that life changing, right. amazing, and it could be anything like mine's person who took my wisdom teeth out, which is oh my like gosh, a little really? weird, but like I found him on Yelp and he like changed <laughs> my life. He was amazing. So yeah, that's really like a super cool story. And I, I mean, I wouldn't work for Yelp if I weren't like a huge believer in it, but right. um, I do think it is super useful while traveling or while you're in your own community even. That's my little Yelp trick. Have mm-hmm. users shared with you other like tricks that they use to optimize their experience or like ways mm-hmm. in which they find things? Because I mean, admittedly, that's a sort of different way of finding a restaurant. Yeah, right. But uh, has anyone shared with you any other like interesting, weird little tricks that they use? So, I mean, what comes right to my mind right now is this new feature that I'm really liking. It's bookmark collections. So we originally had lists where um, you could compile a list, but you would have have had to 
leave a review of the place for a bookmark collection. So say you're heading to Reno and mm-hmm. you're like, okay, I'm going to be there for four days and I want to, you know, have like three great restaurants and like a great yoga studio and a couple other things ready just, you know, to check out, you can compile this bookmark collection um, and you can have it for yourself. You can share it with your coworkers, things like that. And I've made like so many, like I have this like fall adventure, like bucket list kind of nice. that I've done. Um, so I think that's a good trick. I'm trying to think if I know any of those other like workarounds with the craft beer thing. That's like pretty brilliant. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I felt pretty good about it. And yeah, I use it, it all the time. Working. Do you ever have a problem with people trying to, this seems unlikely, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Mm-hmm. Do people ever try and like create a Yelp profile for businesses that are like illegal or immoral or anything like that? Huh. I actually don't know if I can even speak to that. I'm not sure if I've seen that personally. I'm right. sure it's probably happened. Just like the internet is kind of <laughs> anything can go. Like, right. um, but yeah, I don't. I don't have any personal experience, or I haven't seen anything. The thing that's that's got to be strange is. There's an element of society that wants to have moral authority over the decisions of everyone. So mm-hmm. does Yelp, and this this may be beyond your scope, mm-hmm. but does Yelp ever get criticism for things like uh, having reviews of strip clubs or dispensaries or anything like that? I don't personally know. I'm sure like so everyone has their own opinion on what, you know, what should be a business and things like that. And those are all like kind of touchy subjects. Sure. But like I said earlier, like it's just a resource for people. So if you are, you know, trying to find the best strip club in wherever, right. it's, I guess it's just a resource for you. So right. yeah, I don't have any personal experience with people complaining to me Sure. Um, as a community manager, but I wouldn't say it's never happened. Right. It's, it's a business that the state or the city or the country or whoever has deemed this is a legal business, yeah. so people are free to review it. If you don't mm-hmm. want to go there, don't go there. Yeah. Like, and and why are you searching for this anyway? Exactly. So, yeah, that's kind of what it comes down to. But it, we definitely have all sorts of businesses like that, like sex shops and things like that. But yeah. we also have, like, dog parks and hikes right. and things. So it kind of all balances out. In my and, mind. like, national parks. Yeah, exactly. Like, and those are really helpful, in my opinion. Yeah. It's like, here's the hike that you should do, and here's where you should park and come in this entrance or whatever. Being a Coloradan, you know, like... It helps. Yeah, but I i mean, I don't have encyclopedic knowledge over every single business or every single tourist attraction in the entire state. Right, exactly. So, I mean, I, I'm i certainly uh, a pretty good resource. Some of my friends will ask me, like, which brewery they should go to. Yeah. And so I have a pretty good handle on that. Right. Because I'm just a fan of that. Totally. But, I mean, that's almost like the old way of having to do it. Yeah. It, it reminds me of when you used to have to go to, like, music stores and buy CDs or records or whatever and uh-huh. ask the guy what was good. Yeah. And so now that's not so much the case. Yeah. And now you can go through Yelp reviews and kind of take it all with a grain of salt, um, read through all the details and see if it's something that interests you, which is cool. Something that came up in the news recently was uh, in Hollywood, the summer box office was way down. Mm -hmm. And I think you could point to any number of reasons for that. But one of the things that Hollywood decided to do was they said Rotten Tomatoes reviews are negatively impacting the box office because these movies aren't getting reviewed well. Therefore people aren't going to see them. Right. I remember uh, a while back Yelp was in the news because it, it had something to do with like our negative Yelp reviews uh, impacting our businesses. 
Is that something that you hear from businesses like, Hey, you know, I've got these reviews. They're really unfair. What do I do about them? And you guys, you Yelp are negatively impacting my business. Mm -hmm. So I do get complaints like that every so often just by being kind of the feet on the ground. Right. Like at the end of the day, we're the platform for people, but people are going to talk no matter what. So I like, I love the challenge of meeting with those kind of business owners, like the people who already super love us. They're a pleasure to work with, but they're also not so much a challenge. So I like, you know, being like a face that they, in a person they can call and talk to and tell me those concerns. But I can also come back with like, Hey, there are so many things that you can do to empower yourself that a lot of business owners don't even know about. Mm. So like responding to reviews, like it happens less frequently than I would like. But whenever I take the time to write a five-star review and someone says, Hey, thank you so much for coming in and like taking the time. Like that's super cool. And I'm like, they're top of mind and more likely to come back. There's also things you can do to increase your SEO as a mm, business owner. because Yeah. So you can write like an about me section or history of the business, things like that. Like if SEO is on, you know, one of your concerns, like I think that's something you should do. You can upload your own photos. So you don't have to leave it. Just say you have a dark restaurant, right? but amazing food. You don't have to leave it all up to the Yelp community to like put up this portrait of your (laughs) restaurant. Like you probably have professional photos from your website or social media. You can upload as many as you want. You can caption them and that increases your SEO. So like, yeah, the complaints come in every so often, but I don't mind them because I love giving business owners these free tools to kind of empower themselves. So, I mean, what you're describing is taking charge of your own profile. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I suppose it seems odd that businesses wouldn't do that, but if you're a business owner, you probably got a lot on your plate. Oh, absolutely. They're so busy. And so it's, it's gotta be hard. Like this is just one more community for them to manage. Yeah. But have you found that businesses that really take advantage of owning and managing their Yelp profile, do they tend to be more successful? Yeah. So, I mean, there's all sorts of stats about that, but just kind of like on a more personal level and with business owners I've worked with, just getting over that hump and claiming your page and doing that is huge. And then I suggest like, even if you can pop in like once a week or once a month and kind of check in with people who've been reviewing, just kind of monitor it. We have an app now for business owners so they can just do it. Yeah. Like while they're, you know, in the middle of something or on their commute or whatever, so just being engaged with the community in any way you can, um, it's not just Yelp, like Instagram, any way you can, especially in Denver where people are super plugged in, right. in bigger cities. Yeah. I, I don't think it could ever hurt. So the way that I primarily interact with Yelp is through the app. Mm-hmm. Um, is that how most people tend to interact with Yelp? Yeah. So we have seen a huge boost in mobile users over the past few years, but I think most companies who have a website and an app have like we're all on our phones these days right. um i probably use the website more than most people just because i work for yelp and oh, i'm sure, on there all yeah. the time but both have like the same capabilities and i love the app though it's so nice like especially for uploading photos yeah because i take them all on my phone and you can just go straight straight onto the app do you have uh, additional presence and i apologize i don't even know this mm-hmm. do you have additional presence like on facebook twitter snapchat mm-hmm. all that yeah and how much of that do you have to do So that is all kind of encompassed in my role. We have Yelp Denver on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Um, I think as a company, we've definitely 
prioritize social more in the last couple of years than we have in the past. And that's fun. Like that's sort of the part of the job that's just like whimsy. And you're like, cool. I just want to put up fun photos of like the restaurants I eat at and this hike and this mural in Rhino and things like that. So yeah, we definitely have a presence in other spaces, not just Yelp. That's cool. Okay. So something that, that I'm interested in knowing is for, I would say some people and most of the people like I'm starting to age out of the demographic, which is weird. Um, like, uh, I'm no longer in the 18 to 35 demographic. Um, I just aged out of that. Uh I think a lot of people who are a little bit older might see Yelp as sort of a static entity. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like, it's a tool that you can use, but you're the community manager and you've described to me all these events. Mm -hmm. What would you tell people, uh, why should they come out and do community events? Why should they interact with Yelp in, in a way that's almost in real life and not just sort of, uh, you know, using it as uh, a modern yellow pages. Mm -hmm. I just think of it as a way to discover new things in your community. And they're not always new. Like sometimes we'll go to like a super old school restaurant and just meet the owner and let them talk about, you know, their whole journey. So yeah, first and foremost, just like meeting business owners. If you're passionate about local business, it's a really good opportunity to get kind of a behind the scenes look. But back to like Yelp being static, like our demographic is actually like 35 and older. So I feel, yeah. So I feel like, but that's not always been the case. We've been, our demographic has grown with us, which is cool. So we have like a lot of loyal users and then obviously people coming to the app every day. So do you like, does that, is that worrisome though? If, if the demographic is moving with Yelp, Mm -hmm. do you worry about the drain from young folks or young folks not using Yelp as much? No, I think. I mean, we're always thinking of ways to keep it fresh and like just by having community managers in the cities, like it's a really diverse audience. Like, like I said, the demographic ranges a little bit upward, but obviously we're all over the place. Um, we have people on the elite squad who are 21. We have people on the elite squad who are 70. So nice. yeah, it's, that's another thing I love about it actually is like getting everybody's different perspectives, people who are brand new to Denver, people that lived here their entire lives like you things like that. So yeah, I don't think we're, we're worried about it. Like we have a really cool team at HQ who's kind of keeping things fresh. Cool. How big is this company approximately? Do you know? So we have about 5,000 employees and then the community (laughs) team is ranging around 80 right now. Wow. Uh, that is an impressive team. I, I don't know if I find that surprising or unsurprising. Yeah. So Yelp, like I said, has been around since 2004. I, it's a company I'm proud to work for because they are a tech company but they've really taken the time to like stabilize and create a good culture. Whereas some of these other newer tech companies you hear, they're just kind of a hot mess. So flame out. Yeah. Yeah. So things are good at Yelp. I think the employees are generally really happy. We have really low turnover and like just, I only have experience with the community team personally, but people are kind of here to stay. They're not, they're not leaving. They get their job and they hang on to it with both hands. That's awesome. Yeah. Last question for you. As Yelp goes forward and as your role evolves, what would you like to see happen for you personally or how would you like to see Yelp evolve? Is there something that Yelp doesn't do currently that you'd like to see it do? Or is there some aspect of your job that you haven't really gotten into that much that Mm -hmm. you'd like to evolve in a certain way? Talk to me about how you'd like to see the future unfold. Yeah, so I'm actually just really excited about the role of community management in the world. Like it's not... 
super old. I think the whole role started like 15 ish years ago. Mm -hmm. And now you see bigger companies with a chief community officer, maybe in addition to, or instead of a chief, chief marketing officer. Right. So I feel proud to work at a company that's kind of spearheaded the whole community aspects. I think humans intrinsically want to be part of a community. And if you can kind of make it happen and personalize a brand and be a person on the ground, who's really thinking about the consumers and people who are using it. It's just an amazing opportunity. So yeah, with, with Yelp, I'm pretty content. Like I'm only about a year in, so I'd like to keep growing the role and they have a pretty good um, growth model for giving us more opportunities and staff and things like that to really maximize what you can do in your community. So yeah, would love to do bigger events, get more of Colorado involved and just see where it goes. Cause like we're one of the oldest community management programs, but it's all still new and we're everyone in that role is kind of forging a path. Well, it sounds really cool. It, uh, it sounds really fun and I think you're doing really cool work and, uh, it's been a pleasure. So first of all, uh, before we get out, uh, I always do plugs. Mm -hmm. Where can people find you? Where can they find more about Yelp? Uh, you can plug anything you want, any aspect of what you do, uh, do it now. Yeah. So, um, social media, you can find us at Yelp Denver at Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And that's where you can kind of see business owner profiles, fun things we're doing, where we're eating and drinking and yogaing. Um, yelp.com slash events is where you can see community events that are going on. And if you're interested in the elite squad or, you know, someone who's a prolific writer and super passionate about Denver, all things Denver, um, you can head over to yelp.com slash elite and you can nominate them. Fantastic. Well, Megan, thank you very much for taking the time. Uh, this has been a delightful chat, very informative, and, uh, I wish you continued success. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. That wraps up episode 151 of the John of All Trades podcast. Thanks to Megan Raniger for taking some time and filling us in about what it's like to work for Yelp and some of the things that go on behind the scenes at Yelp. If you want to get in touch with Megan, go to the John of All Trades website, J-O-N of all trades.us. I have a companion blog piece for each and every episode with pertinent links and ways to get in touch with each one of my guests. We're also on the social media, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, Pinterest, all under the same handle, J-O-A-T pod. Facebook is the only place to get exclusive episode previews. Those go up on Mondays. New episodes drop on Wednesdays. We're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. If you're listening to me on either of those platforms, please give me a rating. Please give me a review. Those things help with visibility. How, I'm not really sure. But whatever, I'm told that they help. So if you could give me a hand, that would be terrific. The John of All Trades podcast is also a production of Deft Communications. Check out Deft on the web. D-E-F-T-C-O-M dot U-S. And we're a member of the Denver Podcast Network. Check out all the great shows in the Denver Podcast Network on denverpodcast.net. I'm planning on being back here next week for a brand new show. So, again, Facebook. Episode previews are up on Monday. New episodes drop on Wednesday. So until I hear you again then, say goodnight, Gracie. That's good, Johnny. The John of All Trades podcast is a part of the Denver Podcast Network. In the shadow of the mountains, we speak.